When I grew up, we did not have GPS. When I grew up back in the olden times, when dinosaurs roamed the earth and Nixon was president, we had these things called maps. And in order to, to go somewhere, you had to know, you had to know, it's not upside down. It just depends on what hemisphere you're on. Right? In order to know, in order to, to, to make a map work for you, you have to know where you are. You can't have some lady from a satellite going, boop, you are here. It's, you know, with no GPS, you had to know where you were, and then you had to choose the road or the highway that would take you where you wanted to go. The second day of married life, Jenny and I had a map incident. The, the second day of our married life, we were on our way along Lake Michigan trying to find our honeymoon destination. And Mark, my friend Mark, it was his parents' uh, cabin we were trying to find, and uh, he had written out very detailed directions, but they contradicted the map. And Jenny, in her, you know, she was in the co-pilot seat, you know, because back then I always insisted on driving all the time, did a lot of things crazy back then. And uh, so she was the map reader, and she was insisting, no, 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 no we need to go down this road. And I, I, I kept saying, no, we're going to follow Mark's directions. He wrote them that way for a reason. And she kept saying, no, we need to go down this road. And back then, I employed a practice in married life called passive-aggressive. Some of you have heard of it. Okay, that just meant that I ignored Jenny and then drove to the, the cabin. And then that night, irony set in. We had our, like, first married argument. That's weird. Oh, wait, they were connected. Okay, so the next day... The next day, Jenny insisted that we go follow the map because she wanted to prove me wrong. So we turn around this curve, and the road, 90% of the road, is gone down a 500-foot embankment into Lake Michigan. I know. Good thing we weren't on that road that night. (laughs) Ah! Okay? The, 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 uh, The first year we were married... We got together with a couple friend, and we decided to take a day hike at a nature preserve outside of Chicago, Illinois, in January. Okay? Yeah, think. But the eight to ten inches of snow had fallen the night before. Jenny's an amateur photographer, and so she wanted to take some snow pictures. So we went out with Don and Andrew, our friends, Andrew and Don, and so we're trucking around, and there are trails everywhere because a gazillion people had been out that day. Well, as the sun is setting in the sky we realize that we don't know where the car is. We don't know which direction the parking lot is. We're lost, okay? That's a scary thing when the sun is setting and you're a skinny guy and it's cold. It's called <laughs> hypothermia and then death, okay? That's, that's what happens. And so uh, wisely or unwisely, we decided the following year to go on a road trip with that couple, the couple that got us lost in the nature preserve. And we traveled from... Chicago, Illinois, and we drove together to a friend's wedding in Godforsaken City, Connecticut. I don't even remember the town. All the little towns in Connecticut are little. At least they seem that way from Chicago, okay? And we were going to take historic U.S. Route 6. We weren't going to take the interstate. We were going to have an adventure. And we did. And we went, do you have a picture? This is Andrew's um, 1990 
Plymouth Sundance. Going on the highway. Now you need to know that Andrew, Andrew, my friend Andrew is about six foot five and two hundred and some pounds. And he insisted on driving all the time. And so when he was driving, the seat had to be all the way to the back. So if you sat behind Andrew, your leg, you lost feeling below your knee. And we, all four of us, fit in that car with all of our luggage. Do you see it doesn't have a trunk? It just has an extension to hold the the rear taillights on. Okay, that's not really a trunk. And we fit all of our luggage, and we drove. And we got to stay in... um, a place that I can't use the word in church because it's Sunday, but the, the hotel, the Bates Motel. We stayed there one night on U.S. Route 6. Was, uh, they had rusting appliances in the hotel room. When Jenny turned on the light, you saw the bug scatter. <sighs> it was an adventure. And then, then there was the, we got a boat trip on a picturesque lake outside of Warren, Pennsylvania, but all of our experiences were dictated by U.S. Route 6 because that was the road that we were on. And, and that leads me to the premise I want to start with. And the premise is this. Roads and highways lead where they lead. Okay, you can go home now. <laughs> I know, you're thinking, well, duh! Yeah, roads and highways lead where they lead. But I want you to consider something you may not have considered before, and that's this. I want you to consider that what's true geographically is also true relationally, financially, and every other aspect in your life. And that is, roads lead where they lead. Um, Just as physical roads lead to a physical location, there are other roads in life that lead to equally predictable places. Don't believe me? Let's talk about health for a moment, okay? Health, your body, my body. Let's say that for the next 365 days, you are going to begin a new eating regimen. And for breakfast, every morning, you would consume 12, that's 12, Krispy Kreme donuts. You would cap it off with a lunch at the Scottish restaurant known as McDonald's. And you would have two double-stack bacon cheeseburger extra-value meal, supersized. At dinner, you would have a cup of fruit. You don't want to have a balanced diet, okay? <laughs> what would happen to your body at the end of those 365 days? Do you, do you know what would happen to your body? Heart failure. <laughs> Heart failure? Well, hopefully not. But how many of you know, without a shadow of a doubt, what would happen to your body? Can I see a, a hand? You know with certainty. That's almost everybody in the gym. How do you know that? Have you ever tried that? See, you know that because certain roads always lead to the same destination. Um, There's a road that starts with 0% financing, no money down. You go into the store, the furniture store, the Best Buy big box store, the car store, and you do the 90 days same as cash, only 90 days is never same as cash. As Dave Ramsey likes to point out, 88% of the people who do 90, 90 days same as cash, it gets converted into a loan at the rate of 29% interest. Guess what? If you go into the store and you don't have the money to buy the couch and you do 90 days same as cash, it's a road. And it leads where the road leads. And the people at the furniture store know that. That's why they have that program in place. If you're a married man and you meet a woman at work and you start going out to lunch with her or you meet a divorced lady at the soccer field and you're grabbing coffee with her, 
while the soccer practice is going on, and you say to your buddy, she makes me feel like I used to. That's a road. And that road always goes to the same place. There are no exceptions. That road always goes to the same place. If your sister or your cousin brings a man home and he's 10 years older than her and he treats her like dirt and you have the conversation and grandma's upset and mom and dad are upset and you try and explain to her, this guy's no good, and she says to you, but he's rich. That road has a destination, and it always goes to the same place. See, roads lead where they lead, and that's just how life works. This message this morning, in fact, this series is borrowed. It's borrowed from Andy Stanley. We really work hard to be original, but we wanted to expose you to this principle, this life principle, because it has the power to help you get where you want to be in life. And uh, Andy Stanley calls it the principle of the path. And whatever you call it, it's true. And it's true in every area of your life. And the truth can be summarized by this little statement. Direction, not intention, determines destination. Would you say that with me? Direction, not intention, determines destination. Direction will trump your hopes and dreams. Direction will trump what you want out of life, what you pray out of life, and what you intend to get out of life. Direction will always trump all of those things. It doesn't matter if you're a man. It doesn't matter if you're a woman. It doesn't matter if you're really, really smart and you have a PhD. Roads lead where they lead, and that's just how life works. The road that you choose will determine where you end up. And this idea is not new. If you brought a Bible, I want you to open it to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 15. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 15. This is part of uh, a very famous teaching of Jesus called the Sermon on the Mount. We spent some time there last fall. This is actually one of four uh, warnings that Jesus gives at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is not attempting to impart information. Okay, the purpose of the Sermon on the Mount is not Jesus with a whiteboard going, blessed are the peacemakers, okay, that's P-E-A-C-E-P, no. That's not, the purpose of the Sermon on the Mount is not to impart useless information. The purpose of the Sermon on the Mount is so that the hearer or the reader will change the way they live and live a better way, a God way of living, all right? And so here it is in, in verses 13 and 14 of chapter 7, Uh, Jesus paints a new picture, and this is what he says. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose the easy way. But the gateway to life is small, and the road is narrow, and only a few ever find it. Mine's a little different from what's on the screen. Um, And so Jesus right then and there kind of paints a two-door option thing to life, right? It's not a new idea. It's woven all throughout Judaism. It's in Greco-Roman literature. Um, And if you read in Deuteronomy chapter 11, Moses does the same thing. I lay before you a blessing and a curse. Choose this day. Choose the path that you will follow. Um, So this isn't new. And here in these two verses, we have two gates, two roads, and two entirely different destinations. Um, If you go back to the first verse, uh, verse 13, um, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. 
in, in Greek, it's actually enter. It's a command. Enter the narrow gate. It's an imperative. Enter. Jesus never said, hey, would you consider me, please? Never said that. He said, follow me, believe me. And now he says at the end of this big teaching on how to live life, he says, enter the narrow gate. The fact of the matter is, if you're going to enter the narrow gate, it's not by luck. It's not by chance. It's not by accident. It's a direct, intentional decision, and it takes some effort. And so you have gates, and the gate opens up to a road, and the road leads somewhere. And there are two roads in these two verses. One road leads one place, another road leads another place. I want you to look at a little bit of the contrast that Jesus does. The one road is broad and spacious and roomy. The other road is compressed and narrow and constricted. The one road is really popular. It has a lot of people on it. And the other road has just a few people on it. I mean, Jesus is making this big contrast. Think of the difference of driving on an interstate. Oh, I love interstate driving. In Nebraska, Iowa, where the land is flat and goes on for miles, and you can look and you go, there's Canada. And you look the other way, and there's Mexico. And you can see that far because the land is that flat. You don't know that in Kentucky, but there are places like this. And so you get on your car, and you, if, if you're an older middle-aged person like me, you have this thing called cruise control. And you go, you take your foot off the pedal, and... <laughs> and then at some point you hear max or you hear Brrr, and then you know you need to adjust the steering just a little bit and you can go back to sleep you don't even have to think to be on i-80 or some of those highways in in the plains because it's broad the road is flat it's straight you don't have to think about it but if you go hiking with me on, in the red river gorge you better pay attention I've turned the wrong way once and had a ginormous spider land right on my forehead. That, that'll wake you up, really. It <laughs> <laughs> turns any man into a woman right there. <laughs> oh, get it off! <laughs> okay? I don't, I don't like spiders, okay? You have to pay attention. There are logs. There are spider webs and branches and prickly things and dangers and mud bogs and skunks. I mean, you've got to pay attention, okay? I don't, know, I don't know what Jesus is saying in this passage, and, and I want to raise a question. For those, of you that are, um, for those of you that are Christians and have been following Jesus for a while, here's my little um, textual question to ponder, okay? So here's the salty. This comes from commentators, not me. I actually, when I was growing up, I used to think this passage was a big contrast between Christianity, the narrow path, and then all the other options that you had, like secularism or other religions or, you know, whatever. And I, I began, if you read the commentators, they all ask the same question. And, and they ask this, they say, what if Jesus is actually talking about the spectrum of people, the spectrum of people who think they're in with God? And you got a bunch of people going down one path, and it goes somewhere that they don't expect, and you got a smaller group of people going down another path. What if, what if Jesus is actually talking about the broad spectrum of people who think they're in with God? And that's just a question, and you can ponder it a little bit. I don't know the answer to that question, but I do know this. Jesus clearly believes there's a lot of people on the wrong road. I mean, that's obvious in the passage, isn't it? Broad is the path, and many people are on it. And where does that path go? Destruction. Jesus thinks there's a lot of people on the wrong road. Jesus understands 
that the road you're on will determine where you end up. Direction, not intention, determines destination. As a pastor, oh, this kills me. It absolutely kills me. Over the years, over 10, 15 years of ministry, I have had to sit down with all kinds of people who ended up where they didn't want to be in life. Um, Bankruptcy, custody battles, lawsuits. I mean, employees suing because of wrongful deeds that violated, you know, all kinds of laws. I've had kids gone wild. And every time when we're sitting down on the couch or at the office or whatever it is, and, and they're at a place where they want something to happen, they want, they're willing to have God be a part of, of their life and mix in a way that they, they maybe haven't been in a while. And nine times out of ten, they want me or they want God to fix the problem. Here's, here's my rebellious son. Please fix him. God, fix him. Or would you please fix my wife? Or please fix my husband? Please! Or I just, God, send a quarter of a million dollars. I need it like yesterday. <laughs> and, you know, to make up for the last 10 years of financial decisions that I've made. And here's the thing. It almost never works. And you want to know why? You can't fix people. I know some of you have been married long enough. You've tried, haven't you? And you couldn't fix him, could you? You couldn't fix her, could you? See, you can fix computers. My computer had the black screen of death this last week, Windows 7. You would have thought I would have been fine, and it wouldn't boot, wouldn't boot. I had to launch a recovery CD and and get on my knees. Oh, God, please. (laughs) You know, I will serve you my whole life if you'll just, you know. Okay, so you can fix computers, mostly. You can fix cars, but you can't fix People. And Andy Stanley says this. He says, people don't need to be fixed. People don't need a solution. They need two things. They need time and a change of direction. There's no quick fix to realizing you're hundreds of miles away from where you need to be. I mean, think about it. If you wake up one day and you realize, I've been on this road and I wanted to go to Tampa and the sign says, Winnipeg, five miles. I'm hosed. I mean, this is horrible. If you get to that moment and you realize you're not, you're hundreds of miles away from where you need to be, there's no magic teleporter. There's no clicking of your head. There's no place like home. You just can't magically go to the place that you want to be. You've got to turn around and log those miles and head in the direction that you want to go. It takes time. There's no instantaneous thing. Jenny, uh, coming home from Wheaton College with her cousin John one year. It's awesome. John let Jenny drive, and she did. And John took a nap. And when he woke up, he saw she, they were trying to go to Williamsburg, Virginia. And John woke up, and he saw signs for, like, Washington, D.C., five miles. They were three hours off course. She clicked her heels and clicked her heels and... <laughs> She still had to drive those three long hours back to the road where she should have turned. And uh, I don't think John ever let her drove again, uh, drive again. It was horrible, okay? So that, that's just how life works. Um, and it, again, if you don't believe me, think of your life for a minute. Where you are in life is really a result of some of the roads that you've taken. Let me talk about one road that most Americans take. This is the well-traveled road in America. You go to college, you borrow about $25,000, 
right? Then after some prayer and wiggling and arm twisting or, you know, you get a job. And to get, a jo- to, get to the job, you can't drive that silly old car you had in college, so you get a car and there's a car payment. And then you meet someone along the way and then there's a house payment. And you've got to fix things and buy things and put things in the house. And then pretty soon there's also a credit card payment. And then before too long you wake up and you realize, holy cow, we're like $100 gazillion in debt. Ah! And, but see, it was a, it was a path. It was a road, and it was a series of decisions that were made along a road, okay? And that's true in your life, and it's true in my life. That's how we get where we are. Um, You are where you are because of the path that you chose to take. And in every area of life, we're traveling down a highway. And that's what I want to to present this morning. Here's the good news, all right? This is depressing in a sense, isn't it? For some of you that are older, and you're not where you want to be, you're like, oh, great, thanks for reminding me, okay? Okay, wait a minute. Here's the good news. You can get where you want to be. You can get where God wants you to be. It may take a little time. It may take a change of direction, but you can get someplace else. Over the next six weeks, we're going to talk about very practical how-to things to change direction and get where you want to be or get where God wants you to be. Uh, So that's the good news. Here's why I'm talking about this. For those of you that are younger, if you're in college, if you're 16, 20 years old, I know, there's a part of you and you're like, yeah, 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 you're just talking about all the grown-ups that messed up their lives. I'm going to be different. I'm not going to make those stupid mistakes. Well, wait a minute. Here's why this is important. You only get your first kiss once. You only get your first kid once. You only have your first marriage once. If you're on the wrong road, that's a bucket load of regret 10 years down the road. It's important to be able to ferret out and figure out This is the road I want to get on and not that road. And for those of you that are older, I know. I've, you know, I've had moments of regret in my life. But see, it's never too late. Today's not too late. What I want for you, when your kids are grown, I want you to have a good relationship with them. I want them to look forward to calling you and you looking forward to hearing from them. When you're 50, 60 years old, I want you to have extra money that you can literally throw out the window at them. (laughs) Okay, that's what I want for you. And you can get there. It is possible. It may take some time and change a direction, but it's possible. And that's because of what we talked about. Direction, not intention, determines destination every time. 